the kingdom of God is within you. No one will say, look, here it is, or there it is, because the kingdom of God is within you. Jesus came preaching the kingdom of God, and he was saying, the kingdom of God has come nigh unto you. And he was inviting people to be a part of that kingdom. Somehow between then and now, it's become popular to think of God's kingdom and heaven and everything about what God is inviting us to as applying to something way off in the distant parts of the universe, or even beyond that universe, in way off in the distant future. But Christ invites us into something that is for us now, a kingdom that we enter into now and be a part of now. And that extends then into these other remote places that we that will won't be going for a long time, hopefully, you know. That, that the extents of the universe and uh, and uh, uh, the life of the world to come and things that are going in the future. The kingdom of God is now, and we're all invited to be a part of it. And it's at hand. The psalmist wrote about how if you go up to the highest mountains, God is there down to the lowest depths, or wherever you might go. Paul wrote about how in him we live and move and have our being. Uh, then we have like um, Emerson, and um, I tried to memorize this last night, so we'll see how we do that um, I think I already just what lies, what, lies what lies behind us and what lies before us are tiny matters compared to what lies within us. Emerson. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Thank you for the promise. Well, John wrote in his letter, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And in the Revelation, he wrote that God said, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with people. So over and over, the Bible testifies to what Jesus is saying right here in this passage, challenging the thinking of those who want to put it off somewhere <coughs> unreachable. <coughs> because, you know, if it's unreachable, if it's unreachable, then it's also um, not our problem if we don't go into it. Not our, you know, if, if the, and, and this is kind of a, a little bit of the argument, you know, if, if love can't be, um, it can't be expressed in its fullness and perfection, then some people think that we shouldn't even try at all. And what Jesus is saying is come on in now. The kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is among you. And he invites us to be a part of that kingdom now. To see, to see the realities of who we are, ourselves, and who the people around us are. To experience that presence and that joy. So, the kingdom of God is a kingdom of love. <laughs> 
that's God's law. And there are a lot of ways to look at the Bible, and people look at the Bible a lot of ways. But Jesus taught us to look at the Bible through the lens of love. And if we do that, we're going to have a whole different perspective that, uh, that we view the, our whole faith from than anybody who looks at it from any other perspective. Whatever that may be. <laughs> Whosever verses or whatever opinions or whatever views that somebody has as they read the sacred pages, if they're not reading them from the perspective of God is love, <laughs> that the basis of understanding the scriptures is love as Jesus taught, that the commandment of God is to love one another as Christ has loved us, they're going to have a different perspective. And there's really no use in arguing about it because they're going to have a different, whole different approach to the scriptures, which is going to mean a whole different outcome of how you're going to understand it. So Christ invites us to this prism, the view of love in every word that we read, in every song that we sing, in our prayers, in our fellowship, in our evangelism. I don't know if I told you, but um, I pointed Mitch as our evangelism chairman during the Pride Festival because he was doing such a good job. Tell me, buddy, uh, about how we love each other here at Brownsburg. <laughs> so, um, praise the Lord, amen. Congratulations. <laughs> in, in all that we do, love is the central focus there. Because of John 3.16, which we'll study at Bible studies soon if we get through the 16th verse. And let's, re let's remind each other what that is. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So with that, God is inviting us to be a part of the kingdom of Christ. Now, it's a kingdom governed by love. There's a verse in the Christmas hymn, O Holy Night, and it says, love is his law and peace is his something. <laughs> love and peace. And in our famous hymn, Oh, for a Thousand Tongues to Sing, uh, a big Wesleyan hymn, that, and it has that final stanza that says, Anticipate your heaven below and own that love is heaven. Just think if everybody loved each other in our whole community around Marshall County, the way we love each other here in this room right now. Don't you think the world, at least in Marshall County, would be a better place? And what about our whole country and our whole world? So, you know, we want to stand on that. And we don't want to, <clears throat> we don't want to give a, a word of that up. That we love one another as Christ loved us. How important is that? It makes the difference between, you know, the joy and sorrow of the whole world right now. And certainly we're not the only room where love is being preached in Marshall County or around the world. 
but we're one of them, and we believe in it. Amen? And through that love, we are becoming more than we are. Even just uh, as we reflect on that and think about God's love for us and, our, and practice that love for each other and the world around us, it changes us and it changes the world. Maybe not the whole world overnight, maybe not us overnight, but it changes things for us to love one another, to try to love one another, even if we're not very good at it, to practice it. <laughs> And get better. And it brings us into a oneness that nothing else can bring us into. You can't be one with people you don't love. You know, we can't be. And, and, and so Paul talks about that, about that, how we're growing into the stature of the fullness of Him that filleth all in all. And he talks about how that. Christ was at work on the cross reconciling all things to himself. All that unity and oneness can only really come about by love. Any other attempt to do that puts us at odds with each other somewhere. But love brings us into harmony with each other. We still will be all different and we celebrate that and go instead of you know, denigrating it, we celebrate all of our uniqueness. Just think of how that keyboard would sound this morning if there was only one note. Would have got a little monotonous. All the keys you played when it only had one note. But because it has many and they're all played skillfully, they come into harmony and they give us beautiful music. That's what God invites us to, when he invites us to the kingdom of God. So he, he says, the kingdom of God has come nigh unto you. The kingdom of God is near at hand. The kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is among you. And those are two kind of, in a way they seem like separate concepts, but they're not. The word that is translated in the, some translations as within, says the kingdom of God is within you, is translated in other translations, the kingdom of God is among you. Because that's the definition of the word. It's got two definitions, within and among. And they're not that quite different. They're they're part of the same concept that Jesus is talking to us about. And we do have a tendency to think of our relationship with God and our religion and our views uh, about the faith and everything in, in very personal terms. And we should. It is personal. There are aspects of that are just very personal. When we enter into a personal saving relationship with Jesus Christ. We each claim him as our Lord and Savior. And some of the things we had in the in the affirmation of faith we used while go from the baptismal covenant, we said, you know, you know, we we see him as our Lord and Savior. It's a very personal thing and it means personally studying the scriptures, learning the 
learning how to rightly divide the word of truth. Going through the uh, the feelings that we have, sorting out the thoughts that we have, and hearing God speak to us and call us as individuals to follow Him. But it's also a wee thing. I'm not the only one that's doing that in this room, am I? Each and every one of us is doing that. Each and every one of us has our personal relationship with God in Christ. Each and every one of us in this whole room has our own experiences and understandings and views and questions and and challenges and affirmations and doubts and all the things that go into being a person of faith. Each one of us has those. And we share that. Jesus said, I am the light that Jesus was spoken about that he was the light <coughs> of the world, but then he told everybody in the Sermon on the Mount, you are the light of the world. <clears throat> Collectively and individually. For when we're together, whether we're apart, the light of God shines through us and into us. And we share that. We share the relationship that we have. That's why I love about the testimony time when we say about things that God has blessed us with. Then we get to share those joys. What I love about the prayer times when we share the concerns that are on our hearts, that we share those. You know, it's more than just saying what they are. It's a sharing. Don't we feel it when, when somebody tells us about something that's, <clears throat> that's painful going on? We feel that, don't we? We empathize with that. And we, it becomes part of our suffering as well. And when somebody has a blessing and a joy, and Knox is born, <laughs> And we, we feel that joy. We get to share that joy. It becomes part of our joy. We empathize with that joy. And, and there's a unity there, isn't it? There's a oneness there. Like family. Like being the family of God. Like being the family. Together. And uh, I think that's a part of what... <coughs> Wesley was trying to capture in writing that stanza, anticipating the heaven below and own that love is heaven. Because we're already entering into that heaven when we feel those joys, when we share those, when we <clears throat> that's why we're saying that blessed be the tie that binds our hearts in one accord. That we're all entering in already. We've already entered in when we <clears throat> when we have that little spark and leap of faith that Makes us let us jump over the over the chasm of doubt and just believe and just love and trust. And as we grow in that, then the kingdom grows within us. And as we all grow in that, <laughs> the kingdom grows among us. And when we go out the door in a few minutes the kingdom will spread it around wherever we go because everybody we love, everybody we smile at, everybody we shake hands with gets a little piece of the kingdom through that contact. We take Christ, we take his light, we take his love, 
would take his friendship and joy and acceptance and, and nurture and support and encouragement, all the things that we are experiencing right now in these moments. And we share it with everybody we know in all kinds of little ways. Most of them not even words. Most of them just the way we connect with family, friends, strangers, and whoever else that, whose paths we cross this week. Behold, the kingdom of God is within and among you. In the name of Jesus, amen.